0: First fall of snow is not only an event. It is a magical event. You go to bed in one kind of world and
1: we... Well, Rob is actually here, and that's coming from somewhere else. (laughs) I knew, Rob, when I didn't see your mouth moving and I heard your voice. (laughs) Somebody else was transmitting. So let's do Rob live right here. This is the Almanajo Almanac for this morning. I guess, Rob, take it away.
0: Okay. The eyes of all things do look up and trust in Thee, O Lord. Thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou dost open Thy hand and fillest with Thy blessing every living thing. Good Lord, bless us and all Thy gifts which we receive of Thy bounteous liberality. From Queen Elizabeth, 1558. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, a Thanksgiving edition November 16th to 23rd, 2012, first quarter of the beaver moon. Here are some natural events for this quarter moon. Frost steals in after dark, silently freezing the birdbath, speckling the green grass with sparkling white, pushing up crystal tusks from the wet ground and putting a crunch in every step. And then around mid-morning as the weak sun ever so slowly rises above the treetops, a cool mist curls up from fence rail and shed roof. The faint sound of dripping water is heard. The grass turns green again, and the ground becomes soft and yielding underfoot. Freeze, thaw, freeze, thaw, freeze, thaw. This is the ancient and powerful hydraulic hammering that splits old boulders and older mountains ever smaller and smaller through the ages upon ages until they can be picked up by any man with a good pair of hands and a strong back, set on top of that old stone wall again, only to be thrown down by the frost once more as soon as he turns and walks away. Here's a mountain report. Blaze orange is the fashion statement as climbers enjoy these last days of ice-free climbing. The ferns, mosses, and lichens are in their greening glory, soaking up bright sunlight unhindered by the now fallen leaves of birches, beeches, oaks, and maples. But why bring your dog all the way to the field at the bottom of the mountain just to relieve himself and then not take him and you all the way to the summit for a breath of the freshest air anywhere? Here's a rank opinion. There is a certain lightness of step around here since Election Day showing that a great burden has been lifted from an exhausted electorate now that it's over, whether liberal or conservative or neither. One puzzling thing about many liberals is how easily they seem to roll over and curl up whenever anyone makes noise at them. So what is wrong with being liberal, for heaven's sake? Since ancient times, liberality has been considered one of the highest and finest qualities that a human can possess. Of all varieties of virtues, liberalism is the most beloved, wrote Aristotle in the 4th century B.C. The very Bible to which conservatives genuflect again and again calls upon us to be liberal. See Proverbs eleven twenty five, Isaiah thirty two, five through eight, Second Corinthians eight two, James one five, etc. Look it up. And in her fifteen fifty eight Thanksgiving prayer, her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth I, hardly a liberal by any measure, declared that even my Almighty God is liberal. Your commentator, though he's pretty conservative himself on some matters, Get a job, stay faithful to your spouse, tuck in your shirt, turn off your cell phone in church. Search is in vain for any place in the Bible calling for the faithful to be conservative. You can scan the good book from cover to cover. It's just not there. So in this post-election season of Thanksgiving, let your inner liberal out. Let the spirit of true liberality rise from its abject cowering and groveling to stand tall, unapologetic, and proud, generous and open-handed, caring for the weak and sharing with the poor now at this season and throughout the year. It will strengthen your heart, your soul, your family, and your country. But for heaven's sake, tuck in that shirt. And finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you this week. First from the English cleric and poet Henry Alford, 1810-1871. Come, ye thankful people, come, raise the song of harvest home. All is safely gathered in ere the winter storms begin. And from the late American humorist Phyllis Diller, My cooking is so bad, my kids thought Thanksgiving was to commemorate Pearl Harbor. That's the almanac for this quarter moon but don't take it from me go out and see for yourself and a happy Thanksgiving Thank you
1: McCall's Awanaju Almanac will be back live next week, and hopefully we'll have the proper theme music ready then. In any case, you can hear that again if you missed any of it this Sunday at 8.30. It's a rebroadcast of the Awanajo Almanac. We're getting closer to this morning's performing arts calendar and the featured artist of the week, Mr. Rye Cooter. To get you there, here's Andrew Bird with a song about that toy that we all had who grew up in the 1970s. If you did that, you probably had a spirograph on WERU.
2: Echoes down water wells. Picked up in sacred spirographs Weekend and winter's unendable, an bendable baby They buried him next to his first wife His widow watched from under a visor Daughter tried to keep her out of the sun That was blazing Oh They went back home to a house He built with disposable thumbs When they were so much younger oh. Oh. Five years later she died in a house all the breath it blows all the dust around it just keeps on Say